talk about this. Two episodes, we are rolling. Yeah, we're falling in here. We're making our way to the podcast, you know, outer worlds, pretty much. We're almost at 10. That's like double digits. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Two episodes, jeez. So, V, so, what, what are you talking about today? Today, what we shouldn't talk about is how apparently easy it is to scam the EPA for money. <laughs> <laughs> is that a fact? It is a fact. Um, based on these stories we have today, um, while it is easy, it's also going to get you put in jail. <laughs> for quite a long time. So, let's jump into it these are i guess we would classify them as biodiesel crimes yeah 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 that sounds all right okay so i'll start first so mine starts off with maryland man convicted in biodiesel scam and i have a, a story to tell you let me paint you a picture with words uh, let me see it crisscross applesauce real quick. All right, all right. So a Maryland man was convicted Monday, June 12th, of selling phony biodiesel credits in a fraud case that raised concerns about an oversight of renewable fuels program run by the Environmental Protection Agency, or the EPA. The federal government established a renewable fuel program in 2005 that required oil refiners and importers to make renewable fuel or to purchase credits from manufacturers. The initiative intended to reduce the nation's dependency, not independency, dependency on foreign oil has come under congressional scrutiny after a few companies were accused of selling phony biodiesel credits. Now, <clears throat> companies that import or make gasoline or diesel are required to use a certain amount of renewable fuel. Well, to meet their mandate because, I mean, fuel isn't really renewable, that's not what we know fuel for. It's called fossil fuels for a reason. Yeah, we just burn it. They're made from fossils. We don't have too many left. Yeah. <laughs> so, to meet their mandate, companies can buy credits called Renewable Identification Numbers, or RINs. That represent renewable fuel that another company has produced. So, instead of them being proactive or active and producing their own renewable fuel, they basically have another company do it and they just buy the credits from that company. So, okay. yeah, if I'm out here importing gasoline, diesel, but I'm like, uh, I don't have the time to use renewable resources. V, how about you make the renewable resources and I'll just pay you. And it's like teamwork makes the dream work type of situation. All right, I see, I see that, yeah, okay. So... Now that you got a little background, here's my story. Rodney Haley, who was 33 at the time, this was, he was convicted in 2012, so this was back then. Rodney Haley's company, Clean Green Fuel, in the suburbs of Baltimore, which 
should have been one red flag. A company that purportedly created renewable fuel from waste cooking oil sold more than 23 million gallons of biodiesel he never made. 23 million? 23 million gallons. Wow. Solo, solo act, supposedly. Just one guy. Now, nobody really knows that it's just him. <laughs> <clears throat> they think he has a whole company going. So, Clean Green Fuel sold more than 35 million credits, or RINs, representing the more than 23 million gallons of fuel. But, oddly enough, Haley's plant manager, his chief operating officer, and the EPA never saw his production plant. Wow. So where was his plant manager and COO going every day? Like, <laughs> nobody questions these what things, but I guess. Now, the EPA not seeing it, I can understand that. It's not like, you know, they just have people riding around checking stuff out. Yeah, yeah. That takes time and resources. And, like, you know, you have to get a, you know, a special audit for that. You know, they got to have, like, some kind of protocol they go through for that right right so you know we're going on the honor system with the EPA so they don't they didn't really have any reason to check however two civilian inspectors from the EPA's air enforcement division visited clean greens headquarters on July 22nd 2010 to inspect Haley's biodiesel production facility in response to a claim a complaint more alleging that clean green had been selling false RINs. Now Haley was not able to provide an exact location for the biodiesel fuel production facility, red flag two, mm -hmm. nor any records to support claims that clean green fuel had produced biodiesel fuel at all. When asked to explain his method of production, now listen to this, because <laughs> this is where the flim flam really starts up. <laughs> he falsely stated that he paid employees and contractors to recover vegetable waste oil from 2,700 restaurants in the Delmarva area and bring it to his production facility where he doesn't know the exact location where he converted it, even though he doesn't know where the facility is, into biodiesel fuel. Haley claimed that only the drivers who picked up the oil knew the names of the restaurants. And Haley could not provide the names of any drivers. Wow. Haley. You so, <laughs> so, basically, he's producing diesel fuel from vegetable oil from 2,700 mystery restaurants in a mystery plant that's being provided or picked up by mystery drivers. You know, what happened to him is like, he didn't expect this to blow up. Like he didn't expect them he to- He really didn't. And he was not prepared to- At all. Man. So, Now this is where my mind is blown because a lot happened in such a little bit of time. Haley made more than $9 million 
doing this between March 2009 and December 2010, selling his fake biofuel credits to oil companies, brokers, and producers. What in the world? Nine million. Just think, if he could have made it longer than that, what, like a year and eight months? Mm-hmm. That's insane. That is. If he could have kept that going for like five years, making that type of money. And, and mind you, audience, this is no mastermind. This is just... One guy. One guy. Who's mm. like, hey, I see a flaw in the system. I'm going to... Exploit it. Exploit the hell out of it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, Haley used the proceeds of the of this scheme to purchase more than a dozen luxury vehicles, which I feel V would be your downfall if you ever had a, a scheme to make millions really quickly. Yeah, I'll be honest. I already have my car list ready for if I stumble upon a couple million dollars. I know I'm getting a Testarossa, 1995, an Aston Martin V12 Vantage. I'll know these things. Yeah, that'd be my downfall for sure. Okay, so we'll talk about how if you get caught, they won't find your cars. We'll talk about that because obviously no one talked to Haley about this. <laughs> so he had Bentleys, BMWs, Ferraris, a Mercedes-Benz, a Rolls-Royce Phantom, a Lamborghini, and a Maserati, among other cars. He also used the money to charter private jets, as well as buy real estate, and the most African-Americanist thing he could have done, he bought more than $80,000 in diamond jewelry. Are you serious? I am serious. Haley, come on. Right, just, he wasn't thinking. The nouveau riche, they just don't think sometimes. In all these transactions, he generally used cash or checks drawn onto accounts that he controlled to make purchases, including a check, a check, for $645,330.15 to buy his home. Here's a public service announcement. If you're stealing money from the government, don't write checks. PSA over. <laughs> <laughs> so, he spent lavishly as he quickly amassed millions, and this conspicuous consumption caught up to Haley, according to the prosecutors. The luxury cars are what really played a role in his downfall because the federal investigation started after neighbors in his house that he paid for with a check with his name on it complained to a Baltimore County detective that some of the cars were blocking a bus stop in his Perry Hall community and the bus driver was too scared to drive close to the car so the parents had to like walk their kids up to the top of the street instead of where they normally get picked up and dropped off. So they called the detective and was like, look, something's going on. There's too many nice cars outside. They're causing a ruckus. The bus driver won't come here no more. Come look at this. Yeah, one thing you don't want to do in your, you know, illegal 
errands is to piss off parents because they will go to people they need to go to to get something figured out. Right, and draw so much unnecessary attention to yourself. Yeah. Okay, buy 12 cars. However, also buy a garage paid in cash under some person's name that is not immediately connected to you to park all these cars in. Yeah. <laughs> FBI government that listens on my phone to my agent, don't listen to none of that. So, here's what Assistant U.S. Attorney Stephen D. Casella had to say. He generated absolutely nothing. He was doing absolutely nothing except spending money, <laughs> which is completely true. And that was part of his closing arguments in the federal courthouse in Baltimore. He also said he undermined the integrity of a program intended to help the environment, create jobs, and reduce dependency on foreign oil. Which he really did, because... He spent all those months selling credits for oil and biodiesel that didn't exist. And people don't realize, you know, oil is one of those things we can't just whip up in a lab, I yeah. don't think. Like, you know, it's mined from the ground for a reason, which mm -hmm. means there's a finite amount of it. So we really need these renewable resources. So think about that before you try to bamboozle the EPA with fake biodiesel credits. I'm off my soapbox now. <laughs> so, Haley's case and allegations against another company in Texas have prompted questions from some in Congress about opportunities for fraud in the program designed to increase production of renewable fuels in the U.S. EPA officials have said that they have expanded enforcement efforts and the program already includes more oversight than when Haley entered the market. Mr. Haley's greed has caused immeasurable damage to an industry and a government policy that are working for the public good. Ben Evans, a spokesperson for the National Biodiesel Board, said after the verdict, the organization, he said, is working on safeguards that will prevent this kind of thing from happening in the future. Now, jurors returned their verdict in how 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 long do you think it took them? Mm -hmm. To turn their verdict, to turn their verdict in, right? Yeah. Oh, like instantly? Kind of, pretty much. Like it didn't seem like they did a lot of back and forth. They turned their verdict in in an hour and fifteen minutes, mm -hmm. finding Haley guilty on eight counts of wire fraud. 32 counts of money laundering, and only, oddly enough, two counts of violating the Clean Air Act. Hmm. Which, you would think there would be more Clean Air Act violations because he was selling these credits yeah. over these months, but, you know, I guess the government had to do what it had to do to get their conviction. And wire fraud seems like more of an easier, like, catch-all yeah. that yeah. they use. But anyway, he was sentenced February 2013 to 12 and a half years, followed by three years of supervised release. The judge also ordered that Haley pay a restitution. How much do you think this restitution is? So if he got $9 million, 
I want to say the restitution is probably four million. You're a lot nicer than this judge. Ooh. He has to pay restitution of $42,196,089.78 to over 20 companies. Wow. That is insane. So I guess when he gets out of jail, he's going to start up another fake pipe diesel <laughs> company. Just to pay that off. Just to pay this restitution. Because that's crazy. That's crazy. Now, his defense attorneys accused the EPA of lax oversight and loose regulations of the RIN trading program, which began in 2005 and expanded in 2007. Haley, they said, was a scapegoat for the agency concern about politics and public re relations. Which, if you know the full, full story as to how he found the loophole and what the actual loophole was, well, the loophole was basically... Like, you could just sign up as a company on the EPA's website, and they really didn't check to see what you were doing. So when the brokers and companies were looking for what they thought were legitimate companies, they would access the EPA's list, and boom, Clean Green Fuel was on there. So they made the logical assumption, okay, if it's on the EPA's list, it must be a valid company. We can do business. So, from the EPA's from the EPA's point of view, I can see why they make it so easy. Because, like, imagine, like, you know, if like Bucky's wanted to put like twenty new gas stations on there or whatever, and they had like you know a hundred pumps. Like, no, I guess more than a hundred pumps between these twenty gas stations. They have like forty pumps at Bucky's, yeah, so, like eight hundred gas station. <laughs> like, they have like nine hundred pumps basically. So, I guess like it makes it easier for big places to do that. But yeah. Yeah, that should be something better monitoring on that, but I can I can see both ends of it really. That's crazy. So his attorney said the EPA screwed up big time. Said attorney Joseph Evans, the EPA has to blame Mr. Haley because they have to answer to Congress about this. However, assistant US attorney Tanya Ian Kelly said it's not the EPA's fault that Haley committed this crime. Nick Roll. Hand snap. <laughs> Tell them. <laughs> However, in closing arguments, Haley's attorneys acknowledged the scheme. They put it in quotations as if it wasn't a scheme. But Evans said that the brokers and traders who bought from Clean Green had to have known that the volumes Haley said he was producing were unrealistic. They turned a blind eye because they were making money, said Evans, a federal public defender. Evans said his client is likely to appeal. We respect the jury's finding and we'll move on. Now that was back in 2013. Rodney Haley is currently still in jail and scheduled to be released on March 14th, 2023. 2023. Which I'm guessing they're factoring in from the time he got caught as part of that 12 and a half years because if he was sentenced in 2013 that's only 10 years yeah, yeah. Hmm. but that's my story and it's like i, I kind of don't hate this guy because the government does so much bad stuff to everybody 
However, you just gotta be smarter than this. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, um, now in the case that I'm bringing to the table, I want to say, I want to say, my, my, uh, what is it? Like, convicts. Yeah, yeah, my <laughs> convicts are a little, we're a little smarter, but not like you know, not enough to get away with it, because like their their time frame lasted less than Haley's did. Wow. Yeah. So, um, so when it comes to my guys, let me go ahead and give you a little bit on them as two Florida men, um, Thomas Devanzo and Robert uh, Fedna, who are lifelong friends and business partners. Um, not much is not much is told about what they what their business per, uh, pertain to before this, but in in twenty. In 2013, March 2013, they went ahead and um, established some shell gas stations and started franchising from those. And like you know, people people franchise people franchise big businesses like all the time. Right. But these gentlemen, no. oh my goodness, what they did something else. So, so initially, of course, you know they got shell and then they started franchising, but then. Then they decided to go ahead and start falsifying documents, and they had co-conspirators at Gen X Energy and at the Southern Resources and Commodities like place. So that's the Gen X and SRC, and they used a series of false transactions to transform the fuel back into Fed stock needed for the production of renewable fuel. And then sold it back to Gen X or SRC, allowing credits to be claimed again. And this cycle was just ongoing. So they were basically like double dipping the, the fuel? Yeah, they're double dipping. And, and like you're saying, like these are fossil fuels. You can't even like get it back, but they were just going on and on like like four times just in there. Wow. And they and they opened chains of shell gas stations just like doing this. First of all, I feel like they've had to have had a decent bit of money because it's not cheap to franchise a gas station. Right, yeah, no, no I wouldn't expect so either because, like, yeah, yeah, I definitely wouldn't expect that either because gas stations are going to make money because people need gas. Right. And so you're never going to, like, you're never going to go sour in business on that. First, like, you know, if you franchise McDonald's, like, people, you know, could people in your town could all of a sudden get sick of McDonald's. Doubt it would happen, but it could happen. Or they'll only just want the sweet tea. Yeah, or like now the movement is going toward being vegan or plant based. Yeah. And if you don't keep up on your menu, you're yeah, in your business. Yeah, you're going you're to have like that one regular and that's it. That one regular getting a $5 meal is not going to keep the business up. Nope, it's shout cool. out Burger King and their Impossible Burger. <laughs> not, not sponsored. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so. Yeah, so basically, well, like I was saying, they uh, they purchased the, they operated entities that purported to purchase renewable fuel on which the credits had been claimed and which was Ill ineligible for additional credits, and then that was given to Gen X and SRC, and then just went back. It's like and then sold it back from them and to get credits again, and then also they laundered proceeds of the scheme through. All the gas stations, so every gas station they had went through the scheme, and they had bank accounts and names of shell entities to keep it, you know, like, legit, pretty much. 
like, you know, our, our shell station 502 or whatever. And then these funds were cycled through shell companies' bank accounts to perpetrate the fraud scheme and conceal its proceeds. Well, at least they tried to, like, hide it, but don't put every single gas station in it. Have, like, yeah. two legit gas stations. Yeah, for, like, seriously, yeah. And even more, Devonzo and Fedna also directed and participated in the generation of false paperwork designed to create the facade that the renewable identification number, the RIN, was created and claimed by the, co that by the co conspirators were legitimate. So the paperwork included false invoices from Gen X or SRC to the shell entities, and then that showed the sales of the renewable fuels. And then another false invoice was created from shell entities to Gen X and SRC, which which wanted to show the purchase of Fed of Fed stock and false bills of lading, which which perpetrated to show the transportation of fuel and Fed stock by tanker truck. So these guys they didn't have legit truck drivers either. Bills of lading. <laughs> And this went on from March 2013 to March 2014. So it was not a long span for them, just 12 months. But do you want to guess how much money they made from this? Okay, so if my one-man show <laughs> made $9 million in, let's say, 20 months, a two-man operation, well, really four, because it was the two guys plus Gen X mm -hmm. plus SRC. Yeah. In one year, I will give them nine times four is 36. I'll give them 36 million. 36 million, that is a close answer. Um, a little shy of 42 million. Wow. $42 million. And you want to know what they spent their money on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you have a good guess. They spent Cars. it. They spent it on gold coins. Oh, <laughs> well, wait a minute now. <laughs> Easy to hide. They rarely dip below a certain amount of value, I believe. Right, right. I mean, you can bury them. Yeah, it, that, that, that's a and decent investment. Dig them up. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm going to have to give them the stamp of approval on the gold coins. Matching Rolex watches, because sirs. <laughs> they like and they're in this the bad witch for life. They got to have their marking. Did yeah. they get matching tramp stamps too? <laughs> that was not listed, but hey, who knows? You can knows? get a lot of tattoos with that kind of money. Thoroughbred horses. Another solid investment. <laughs> I, I'm not mad at these. I'm not mad at these guys. And then when you evolve from horses, you get vehicles. Mm, yes, of course. And various properties. Too many things that have to be in your name. But. Again, uh, with the with the thoroughbreds and the gold coins, I can definitely, if I was in on that scheme, those would have been the two things I would have invested my money in. Yeah, because this was this was a multi multi state scheme, so it wasn't just in Florida. It was going like different states throughout the country. I wasn't get I wasn't able to get a specific 
names for the for the states, but SRC, for example, is in Georgia, and then Gen X is in Washington State. So oh, that was all over the country. Yeah, yeah. So at least like you know, coast to coast in a, in a way. And so ultimately, what happened, of course, the case got involved, got investigated by the U.S. Secret Service, the EPA themselves, the IRS. And then, and then after that, it was just, then after that, it was prosecuted by the assistant United States attorney, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah Sweeney and Megan Kister, Kistler, and then trial attorney Adam Coleman of the Environment and Natural Resources Division of the Department of Justice. So these big crimes call for big people. They do, but I mean, they were like selling the same credits round and round in a circle. <laughs> like... <laughs> I know, I know they had to be like, okay, somebody's going to realize we're not generating this much <laughs> or we're selling way more than other gas stations. Like, yeah, yeah. you got to be more, uh, what am I trying to say? Incognito with it. Yeah, like, yeah. They're so conspicuous. Like, do it in two gas stations. So like, oh, well, these and these very high populated places are making good money. Yeah, yeah, that would be good way to hide the it. The rest of them are, they're, they're, they're chugging along. <laughs> <laughs> and then build up, build up, build up, build up the scheme. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Versus having every single one be right. like, you oh, know. Full tilt. Yeah, crazy. And like, what also is crazy is that Gen X, from all of like the double definited, Gen X received 4.3 million and false tax credits for the fuel. And this was this was this was quantified by the biodiesel producers or blenders um, that are eligible for an for an income tax credit of a dollar per gallon. So a dollar per gallon, four point three million, four point three million gallons. Wow. That is insane. And and it's of course like, you know, pure biodiesel. And, um, and, and all these right here have to meet the American Society for Testing and Materials specifications. And somehow they forged their documentation to have it. Like, I don't understand how, how they see people, how they didn't send people out to test this stuff. Like, how do you not send out your own, like, verified testers to, to make sure that this fuel is, you know, that B100 perfect that we need to get you in this tax credit? I have a theory. Apparently, the EPA was started by Boy Scouts who are very into the honor system mm. and they just want to believe everybody's going to do right so they don't have to micromanage all these companies, but maybe they should look into micromanaging all these companies. For sure. But hey, that's not too bad though. That's their environmental protection agency, so... We only have one environment, people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, yeah, one environment people. V just laughed like he knows where there's another environment that we can go to and I don't know about it. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta start, start terraforming these planets. <laughs> Mess them up too. That was a real ominous chuckle. <laughs> right, yeah. That was, she that's, thinks we only have one environment. That, that's off the record, by the way, everyone. Don't, um, don't listen to that. So, um, yeah, so this gentleman got caught. So we'll get into the trial now. This is where stuff gets crazy. Crazy, but only like, you know, courtroom crazy, pretty much. So they had federal court judge Sherry Polster Chapel. She was presiding for this case. And 
I can tell from the quotes that she gave that she was just so disgusted by this case. And um, that, and, every, and all this took place uh, June 24th, 2016. So I don't think- super recent. Yeah, but I don't know what was going on between March 2013 and March 2014, which is when this whole scheme ended. And then we get the case in June 24 of 2016. That's two years later. So, yeah. you know, it takes the court system a long time. You know, they say the wheels of justice turn slowly. <laughs> yeah, it turns slowly for sure. These wheels are super outdated. <laughs> so, um, and so what happened is, um, first, first, Thomas DeVenzo took the, took the stand and he was in the courtroom because they, they were, they were like separately tried. They were separately tried for a joint case just to, just so there weren't any like you know conspiring inside the courtroom or anything, and so and so Devanzo was there, and also a criminal psychiatrist, and his two daughters, and they were there to give testimony testimonies to make it a lighter sentence for him. Michael Rappaport, the psychiatrist, said. Oh, I thought you meant that actor. <laughs> <laughs> Is there an actor with that name? Yes. Oh wow. He's like an actor comedian. You you think you think he was acting as a psychiatrist today? Anything's possible. <laughs> so 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 Mr. Rappaport said that in his forty plus years of practice, he's only seen people as genuinely remorseful as the as Devanzo in DUI manslaughter trials. Hmm. Wow. And so Devanzo has a big heart, you know. He cheats his system, but he has a very pure heart. Pure fake biodiesel filled heart. He also noted that Devonzo hoarded most of his money that he stolen. He hoarded it. Even though he bought, you know, horses and cars and property and coins and matching Rolexes for his best bud, he hoarded a lot of it. Okay, so Mr. Devonzo, if you ever come across this podcast, please write us an email to tell us why did you hoard the money if you're going to go through all the trouble all the late nights early mornings mm -hmm. calculations to make things look right papers so many trees cut down to make these books cooked correctly to get you all this money mm -hmm. why hoard it actually the psychiatrist gave us a quote with that oh. he believed in his naive head that made him less guilty. Okay, I'm not gonna say I also believe that, but I can see <laughs> yeah. what his thought process is. Like, I'm not enjoying it, I'm not spending it, mm -hmm. therefore I'm not as bad as everybody else. Yeah. Because yeah. they're getting pleasure from doing this and I'm not. Yeah, I could I could see that. So I'm a family man, I'm not I wanna right. buy my little girl to whore I wanna buy my little girl a pony for her birthday, you know. Right. I'm a good like, guy. Like, I'm just using this to slightly elevate my family, mm -hmm. not to go out and just have millions of dollars to spend wildly. Yeah. <laughs> and and that, was, that was all, that was all our, um, our report said from the psychiatrist. And then his eldest daughter, um, she took the stand and she was, of course, crying from what the report says. And she says, I truly believe my father is inherently a good person. And he might be. He might be. He might be, but um, he does have a little evil in there, for sure. And then his younger daughter, his youngest daughter testified and said, 
see the man for who he is, not I mean, just what he's done. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, you're always going to like, if you, let me backtrack, if you have a good relationship with your parents, you're always going to see the best in them no matter what they do. So, I mean, I understand them being character witnesses, but mm -hmm. no one really, I don't think that really sways anyone. No. Uh -huh. Especially not judges. It may sway a couple people on the jury, or jury, <laughs> but I don't really think it sways judges like that. No, no, no. Judges are, they're like rock walls. Right. Rock and lobster. Oh. <laughs> So now, now for the sad part. Yeah. Robert Fedna, he sat in the hall with his head in his hands during Devonzo's sentencing. He had no family in the audience and no testimonies on his behalf. Oh. Other than his lawyer, he was alone. Unfortunately, I fell into a trap. It's my own fault. His words to the judge. At least he manned up and took responsibility. Yeah, yeah. But... My thing is, where was his family and friends when he was spending all this money? If you were there to help him spend, you should have been there in the courtroom. For real, yeah. Like, he, he was a millionaire. I'm sure he had everybody on his side then. But the second he goes down, everyone just jumps ship. That's mm. what's messed up. That is messed up. If you can make $42 million in a year, mm -hmm. even split between two people, yeah, 20, that's like, uh, 21, you know. There's no way they could have spent all that money. Somebody has money somewhere. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He said, I'm going down for this. You take this money. Right. Every, every week, every week I would be stashing cash mm -hmm. somewhere. I can't say where, because if I ever happen to find a biodiesel scheme that I can work out you know I this need to have some <laughs> some things close to the best yeah. but but stash your money criminals stash your money not with your mom mm -hmm. not with your grandmother not with your spouse not with your children these are all the people that they are going to go to first yeah immediately that they're the ones you go to here's what you do Oh, I'm gonna let you finish your story before I say what, what you have to do. Okay, okay. Um, la lastly, just like the judge's fury and the sentencing. So, um, Judge Chappelle said, This was sophisticated and extensive. You weren't just doctoring the books here. She rejected both defense's attempts for a substantially lower sentence. But, Devonzo did receive a shorter sentence than, than Fedna. And to my understanding, they were both together in this crime. I, I don't, I didn't see anything about Fedna doing, like, you know, something before, like if he was convicted of, like, Grand Theft Auto or anything like that before, or possession of drugs or anything like that. But, um, Thomas Manzo got 10 years, or 121 months, so 10 years in a month, and then Fedna got 135 months. So that was 11 years and three months. And they received three months probation and guess how much restitution they had to pay? Okay, seeing as how you shortchanged mine, I'm going to say that they must not have had to pay too much restitution. So, $42 million, 
would say 10 million. You're still too high. What? Yeah, they had to pay four million each, so eight million, but four million each. Wow. In restitution. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. So basically, go dig up what you hid in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> and use this to pay your restitution. That's insane. And so yeah, so um, so yeah, they went, they went to, they went, to, they went to prison um, twenty sixteen, and so they've only served three years of their sentencing at this point in time. Well. Was it probation before or after prison? I guess I guess after. after. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe his Devazos not spending the money. Maybe that did sway the judge a little bit. Like, okay, maybe he wasn't just in it for the money. Maybe he got suckered in, pulled in, mm -hmm. strong armed into doing this. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that is, you know, something she took into consideration for giving him a slightly lesser sentence. Yeah, he got 14 months. He got 14 months shorter sentence. Damn, that's like a whole, that's a whole nother year with his family and everything and Fedna still just gonna be in prison. I mean, they both got less time than my guy did and they, like, they made way more money than he did. Mm -hmm. And he has to pay back way more restitution. It's crazy. What state was um, Harley in? Maryland. I mean, Maryland's, Maryland would seem more chill than Florida. Florida Florida has a lot going on, like, all the time. Florida's all huge. Time. But, think you know a guy. You think you know a guy. You think you know. So, back to my tangent about how you hide your money. Yes, please, please, continue. Wait, where's my phone? I have to turn it off so my personal FBI agent doesn't hear this. Shout out to FBI agent Sanchez DeBenza. Uh, let me cover cover my camera on my laptop because then you can try to say it's me, but you can't prove it because you can't see me. Yeah, I can try to find some tape for you real quick. Cool, cool. So, this is what you have to do. If you're thinking of starting a scheme, even before you even get it started, you have to find the most obscure third cousin twice removed to befriend. Cannot have the same last name. Y'all have to have like basically zero ties. No social media ties. You both talk on specifically bought burner phones. That is going to be the person whose name goes on everything. But not even just that person's name. Like, you know. They have to find a cousin from the other side of the family that they don't really deal with. I mean, this has to be like yeah. pyramid scheme type cousins. Yeah, you're going to have to be an incredible detective to be able to, uh, to piece this, this together. Way. Yeah, you're going to have to get the 23andMe like DNA sample. Yes. Pretty much, because I'm going to go find the most obscure cousin I've probably only met one time to reconnect with. Get them... Not even get them involved in the scheme, but just be like, hey, cuz, I love you. I'm going to give you some money. I just need you to hold on to, meh, half of it. Whatever you do with the other half is on you. But bury half of it in your mom's yard. Mm -hmm. Like, not even your yard. Bury it in her yard. <laughs> if your mom's not alive bury it in the first foot of her grave mm. 
Dig up that dirt, bury it. You don't have to go all the way down six feet. We just need it safe for when I eventually get caught and need money yeah. to escape. Because I already have a passport, I'm out. <laughs> I'll just, you know, walk over the Canadian border, hop out to Newfoundland, Get on the boat, and I'm gone. <laughs> Just like that. Just like that. <laughs> Obviously, I thought about this a little bit. Now you don't say. No. What? No. That was all off the top of my head. That's, that's incredible. That's a gift for that. Maybe so. Criminals, if you need an escape plan, or if you don't have somebody in your life to tell you, hey, this is stupid. Don't do this. Because I had a friend whose boyfriend was a bank robber and the first thing he wanted to do was go buy flashy cars flashy cars is like the downfall of dang near every criminal everybody told him don't buy flashy cars you don't have a job anybody who sees you Walking one day <laughs> and in a 2002 Mercedes, and it's 2002, <laughs> it's going to be real suspicious. Like, hmm, what are you doing? Then they're going to say, hey, did you notice Bubba over there has a brand, brand new car? But I'll never see him go to work, though. Then that person's going to tell one person, then eventually, like, rumors are going to be swirling, and that's how you get caught. Yeah. That's all it takes. That's all it takes is that talk, and it can really, really come out to the, the wrong set of ears, and someone can look into your whole everything. What right. you got going like, on? Where, where did you get money from a car? Like, unemployment don't pay this much. Yeah, because, like, like, the, like, like there, there are two things. Like, one person, the one guy is going to be like, Yo, like I want in, like I need to make some money fast like that too. Right. And then next time you'd be like, I think something's going on here. I wanna know what you're doing and I wanna know why you're doing it and you need to stop. Yeah, yeah or the third person, I don't care what you're doing, pay me to keep quiet. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah, yeah, you'd be like, I know, I know your secret. Yeah. But if you give me twenty twenty thousand, I don't say nothing. Every week. Mm hmm No checks, <laughs> Mr. Haley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no checks. He's like, to Mr. <laughs> Smith for extortion yeah, payment. Basically. Oh, come on. Jeez. Bought a house with a check. Right. Like, just, uh, where, and he was married. Why, see, people, this is why you have to have a life partner that is smart because his wife should have said these purchases are stupid but no she was out here wearing diamond jewelry and driving fancy cars and blocking driveways mm -hmm. and living in her six hundred thousand dollar house paid for by a check when i know she knew he wasn't going i mean okay maybe he was going somewhere mm -hmm. during the day i mean you can go sit at the library during the day yeah you can mm -hmm. but you can see not one Direct deposit, transaction, no check stubs, never met one co-worker, <laughs> just yeah. didn't ask any questions. 
and, 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 like, and like you know, it'd be different if this was like a mob, if, if it was like a mob wife or something like that. You know, like yeah. they, they they know the game they're in. They know one right. day their husband's either gonna get caught or die. Right. But when you're when you're like a normal schmo one day, and all of a sudden you start racking in the money. Right. Mm -mm. My first thing would be like, uh uh, what? Where's this money? Nope, nope, yeah. nope, 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 nope. Where's all the cash and you got? It? Give me that, and then you go somewhere else, and I don't want no parts of this. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I don't care how much I love you. I'm not gonna like. Right, I'm not going to jail for you. Yeah. Mm -mm. Well, these were two interesting cases. Yeah, very surprising. Very surprising cases. These were. I didn't. I didn't know. I I knew things. Things of this nature existed, but I didn't know like. I didn't know how quickly the criminals could like build, uh, you know, like a massive fortune, yeah. a fortune of money. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's insane. Very. That's it for episode two. Check out our Instagram. We shouldn't talk about this pod. There will be pictures and sources. Mm -hmm. And if you have any case suggestions, it has to be two case suggestions that kind of mirror each other to we shouldn't talk about this at gmail.com our american email very american and just be on the lookout for more episodes bigger and better things maybe merch maybe not <laughs> <laughs> i am v now i'm key and thanks for listening to what we had to say today. Well, maybe we'll be back next week. <laughs> Just maybe.